0: Welcome to the House of God podcast presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. We'll share sermons to help you get to know a different Chippewa Valley Church each week and to keep you up to date with the Collective Choir. I'm Shane Spencer and here's your host, Zachariah Putney.
1: Welcome back. This is episode four of the House of God podcast from the Collective Choir. I'm your host, Zachariah Putney. And this week we're going to St. James the Greater Catholic Church. It is a just a beautiful facility, beautiful building. Um, the collective choirs played there on Martin Luther King Day in the past. We also filmed some of our most recent music video in that facility for the song "House of God." You can find Saint James the Greater at 2502 Eleventh Street in Eau Claire and you can find them online at stjameseauclair.org. We have some scripture readings, and Father Tom Krieg is sharing a homily today on strength and weakness. Let's get to it.
2: O oh God, who in the humility of your Son, leaving heaven and becoming one of us, has raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through Christ our Lord.
3: Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. As the Lord spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking say to me, son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels, who have rebelled against me, they and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and obstinate of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, thus says the Lord God, and whether they heed or resist, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The Word of the Lord. Be to God. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, that I, Paul, might not become too elated because of the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given me, an angel of Satan, to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast more gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord.
2: The Lord be with you. And with spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Lord. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in a synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given to him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? But is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, Judas and Simon? are not his sisters right here with us. They took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith, The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Might be a little bit different of an image of Jesus than we were used to in his public ministry. I'm sure I got my pre-mass tea sitting there. It's not the greatest decoration for mass. Okay, not that we have proper dignity to our space. Uh, But Jesus, you know, know, he was calming the sea, he was raising the dead girl to life, his power went out to to cure the woman who just touched the corner of his clothing, exercising demons. And and now uh, in Mark's just kind of gritty, direct way of talking he says he was unable to do any mighty deed. Unable. because Their lack of faith, he didn't have any energy from the folks. They were scandalized that uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't really be. They, they couldn't have uh, high expectations of him. They couldn't meet his offer to hear words of great truth and revelation about God or to receive mighty deeds because he's just the guy down the street. So he's unable to do any mighty deeds there. Kind of a, a position of, of weakness that you know I'm not used to seeing Christ in that light, and yet, as always, he is strong. I don't know if you remember this story in Luke, he has the same deal where a prophet's not accepted in his native place, but in Luke, the people just, they just turn on him, they go from, oh, he says such wonderful things, but oh, he's so just from here, so he can't be that special, and then Jesus says that about, you know, uh, you're rejecting the prophet just because he's low, and they they rush upon him, and they, and they, they wanna throw him off a cliff, and One of my, my favorite lines seeking, showing the strength of Jesus says this hostile crowd all around him he just walked away through the midst of them. I imagine him with his head held high. Even in the midst of rejection he's strong because he's rooted in God. His communion with his father in heaven. The uh, second reading talks about weakness and strength. And I, I see this strength of, of Jesus as, you know, rooted in God and something that we could all strive for. And I, I would call that holy strength. And I, I think that's, that's different from maybe what we tend to, tend to think of as strong. You know, the Brewers got a 10-game winning streak, Eric told me. That's strong, you know. You get excited. It's like, wow, well, they won another one, right? Audrey, they, I don't know. They're winning today, I think. So it could be right 11, right? Wow, the Bucks. If you're a Bucks fan, they could win the series, you know, tonight. Feel strong, feel good. When we are on social media and people pay attention and like what we put out there, it feels good. It feels strong. You know, it's not bad. But I would call that ego strength. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's being strong in God. which is, I think what Jesus holds out to us is a way of life that brings us the greatest joy to be strong in God. And and St. Paul talks about it so uh, uh, eloquently though, it's a little bit hard for me to understand and maybe yourself, but he ends his passage today, doesn't he? He says, it's when I'm weak that I'm strong. Well, that doesn't sound, that doesn't make any sense, does it? When I'm weak, I'm strong. And it's interesting how he he builds up to that. He says that in order that I might not be too elated or too pumped up about myself because of the spiritual experiences that I've had and the revelations I've received, God allowed a thorn to puncture my ego. It's a symbol. We don't know what the thorn is. But it's something that humbled Paul greatly. Something he did not like about himself. Something that was in his life That he did not want. And it says that he begged God three times. Take this thorn away from me. If you made that prayer. What would the thorn in your life be? And God did not. Because God wanted to teach Paul something. He wanted to teach Paul. in the words again from that little scripture. That's dense but so packed with. Wisdom. He wanted to teach Paul, as he says, my grace is sufficient for you. You want to be perfect. You want to have all this ego strength. You want to, you know, yeah, you're not going to be because you're human like the rest of them. But that's okay because my grace is sufficient for you. Power is made perfect in weakness. I don't know if right off the bat that makes sense to you or not. I had a friend in my early 20s and she had that sort of as a motto. She had a, whenever she'd sign a card, it'd always be a rose with a thorn on it. And it would say like, you know, 2 Corinthians 12, 8, or whatever that verse was, where he says a thorn was given to me. And she tried to explain it. I didn't quite know power. You know, when I'm weak, I'm strong. It didn't really make that much sense until like a year later, I went to a friend's wedding. Good friend of mine, good buddy, knew him all my life. And you should know that I hate to dance. Do not like to dance. I don't feel I'm any good at it. I feel it's like a little embarrassing. I feel kind of exposed to my dance. But wedding receptions, guess what they do? Those darn wedding receptions, they dance. And so, you know, I just went and I thought, well, I'm just gonna milk a beer for an hour and then I'll slip away. And, uh, you know, the music's going and, and, and I, just, I just noticed Nobody was dancing. And it was my friend's, my best friend's wedding. And I got this little nudge from God. You should dance. You should get this thing going. And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I was pretty malleable those day, that day, And I was like, you know, if really I sensed God wanted me to do something, I'd probably try to do it. And so I went for one of the groom's sisters, Lisa or Becky, I'm not sure which one. I said, let's dance. And I grabbed her arm and we went out there and heaven knows what it looked like. But, uh, and then when she was done, then I grabbed the other sister. And, then we, and before, you know, people were dancing, you know. And I learned a couple things that night. I learned one. I said, well, this is what I said. I said, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to have courage. And I just like God will dance through me. It'll be God's strength. In my weakness, it'll be God's strength, right? So I learned a a couple things. So the one thing I learned was that God is not a very good dancer either. (laughs) At least not that night. Probably through some of you, he's a much better dancer. But also, you know, I, I went to sleep that night a happy man. You know, because on that night, I had let God use me in my weakness. I did something I was afraid to do and relied on God. That's what we're made to do. And I think this is the hardest. So I called my friend, this one about the rose and the thorn. I said, I think I know what that thorn and the rose means. It means that when you're weak, you're strong. It's like when you're weak, then you really got to rely on God. And God, what can be more strong than God's power working through you? She goes, you got it. Sometimes I takes a little thinking and a little acting before we get it, you know? Sometimes we're more, I don't know, putty, putty. and It's always a, a goal to be putty in God's hands. You know, whatever you'd like us to do, to have the, the, the sensitivity to know where God is nudging us and, and, and then the courage to kind of do that. And that night, anyway, at the wedding, I, I did. So I was very grateful, and that's why I was kind of happy. So my grace is sufficient for you. When you're weak, you can be strong if you... Just surrender and let God be with you and direct you. So. God, we thank you for Jesus, for his death and his resurrection, all that forms our imagination about how to have the fullness of life and trust in you. We now present you our needs.
3: For the church, that we may be a consistent witness to the world of our faith, as we fight for truth, peace, and justice in our communities and our nation, we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For our country on this anniversary of its independence, that it may truly live up to the values on which it was founded, establishing justice for all, promoting the general welfare and securing liberty for generations to come, we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer
3: for an end to violence in our cities, towns, and neighborhoods, that the drive for revenge and retribution may be inhibited and alternatives chosen to settle disagreements, we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For all who travel this summer, that they may find rest and refreshment and return safely home, we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For Marcietta May Sullivan, daughter of Dan and me, who is being baptized this weekend, may she grow in faith and love of the Lord, we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For our parish, that we may be inspired to work in support of those who are not able to enjoy the full fruits of our country's promises of liberty and justice due to social, economic, or racial circumstances. We pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For the intention of this mass, George Hansen. we pray.
0: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For those sick in the hospitals and all in nursing and memory care homes, in hospice care, homebound, assisted living, as well as those on our prayer tree and intercession book, we pray.
2: Lord, hear our prayer. And let's each make a prayer in our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Good and gracious God, we thank you for hearing us in our need. We ask you to help us be aware of your constant presence in our lives, seeking to renew and guide us. And please grant our requests through Christ our Lord.
1: Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of House of God. St. James the Greater Catholic Church this week with Father Tom Krieg. Thank you for that homily. You can find them at stjamesthegreateroclaire.org You can check out the Collective Choir at collectivechoir.org We've always got events and shows going on So be sure to pay attention there or on Facebook. As always, we appreciate you listening to our sermons, our podcast here, and have a good week. We love you. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to the House of God podcast presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. To find out more about the Collective Choir or the church you heard about in this podcast, please follow us on Facebook or visit www.collectivechoir.org.